Yo, yo, this is the voice of Frylock, Carrie Means, coming at you, and you're listening to Canned Air, bitches. everyone and welcome to another episode of Candair, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to talk about his comic Mest, which takes a creative look into the weird wet underground of the sewer system. My God, I cannot wait to hear more about that. We welcome Jay Kalagayan to the show. Jay, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. We're going to have a really good show lined up for you today. We're really going to be uh, doing what uh, people who were trying to appeal to kids in the 90s uh, were doing, and that's just bringing up gross things. I don't know why it was, but in the 90s, it seemed like the way to a kid's heart was through gross stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way to my heart right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did drink like a 20-year-old Orbitz on a past episode, didn't you? (laughs) That's pretty damn gross. That thing smelled like suntan lotion. Sure did. Copper stone. (laughs) <laughs> when did those garbage pail kids coming back? That was the gross thing. Oh, oh they are not exempt from today's conversation. But yeah, so in a nutshell, we're talking all things gross from throughout pop culture. And I, boy, I've got a fun little list here. I'm excited to hear what you guys have. And then after that, we're going to turn our full attention over to Jay and talk about mess. But before we do all that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you want to show some love, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod. For $5 a month, you get access to the CannedAir Patreon pod. Over 30 episodes on there just awaiting for you. If you if you got your fix here and you need more, there's where you go. Come on, $5 a month for over 30 episodes. I don't think we're asking for too much. Help a brother out. Come on. Don't forget to check us out at uh, seven from 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday at RedlineRadioLLC.com. Uh, I love uh, getting on there sometimes in the morning if I'm up, if I'm up, <laughs> but uh, just seeing what episodes uh, are on and just, I don't know, just kind of reliving things I've forgotten about because they're old episodes, you know, yeah, but a lot of fun. So check that out. And um, a few shout outs we want to do first. Uh, Randy, why don't you take this one? Speaking of Redline Radio, one of our affiliate shows on there, um, he told me his son is an avid listener to us. So I want to give a shout out to Bryce. Uh, who is probably the youngest listener of Canned Air that I know of. And, uh, yeah, if you learn any interesting phrases from us, uh, don't tell your dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> How old did you say he was again? Nine. Nine years old. A nine-year-old member of the Canned Air Nation. What more could we ask for? Starting them young. Just, just go ahead and call him the Canned Air Kid or what? There you go. Yeah. Canned kids. <laughs> Sounds like a food drive, though. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to rethink that name. But uh, another quick shout out is, uh, gentlemen, we got some messages on the phone. Yeah. Finally. And uh, they they both have come from uh, a friend of the show, another Candair Nation member, Mr. Brent Umina. And uh, the first one, I this stupid phone, I'm still getting used to the thing. It appears to delete text messages after so long. So now the one I'm getting, I'm taking pictures of them with my other phone. But uh, um, he had sent ones uh, a few weeks back saying he was just uh, loving the episode, the Rampage episode, which I thought was really cool. That was a cool episode. Yeah, that was and, a lot of fun. Yeah, then sent another uh text saying that uh, he had a suggestion for a retro roundtable where 
uh, we talk, I believe it was favorite team-ups, superhero team-ups. And, man, I thank you so much for the suggestion, but I have to say we just uh, did that in episode I'm 343 just gonna say, yeah. with Debate This. So uh, check that episode out. But um, maybe there were more specific uh, rules you were suggesting on it. So maybe follow up if, if you had a different idea than uh, what we covered in that episode. But again, thank you so much for reaching out. And for anyone else who wants to reach out, 614-254-3332. We're not going to answer. Just leave a voicemail or you can send us a text message like Brent did. And uh, cheers, jeers, ideas for the show, anything. We want to hear it. Again, 614-254-3332. Gentlemen, what am I forgetting? Uh, I think we got it all. Yeah, I think we got it. I yeah. like that. I like that. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right. The grossest things we can muster up from throughout pop culture. Jack, kick us off. So I, the, one of the first things came to mind was a, an episode of South Park. I mean, there's a lot of gross stuff in that show to begin with. But <laughs> right. one really, I can't remember exactly what was happening. I ended up finding what episode it was. It was in season three, though. The episode that had corn in it, the band. Oh, wow. And they that were was talking. an old one, yeah. Yeah. They were something to do with uh, necrophilia. And there was like a doctor on the show that was like the the news article or whatever, and he was talking about the sound that it makes or something like that. If you were actually having sex with a a dead body, and he was like, "It's like taking your hand and shoving it in a bottle of uh, mayonnaise." And there was a guy in the background just doing that. Oh my god! Is there anything they won't do when it comes to South Park? Gross things. I mean, I you remember the episode where they found out it was healthier to eat through your ass and shit out your mouth, so they were shoving food <laughs> up their ass and they'd just be in the middle of a conversation, be like, "So yeah, anyway, it was one second. <laughs> oh, it was disgusting. Maybe we like should make sound. that a goal with this retro. Maybe we should try to get one of our listeners to physically vomit. If not one of us here at the table, <laughs> someone listening. Maybe that should be our goal today. Trying to go into super detail. Let me go get a bottle of this, of, uh, of mayonnaise real quick. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sit here and fist it real couple I times. I think the word mayonnaise is going to come up quite a bit in today's uh, retro, too, because <laughs> oh, for some God. reason, mayonnaise is just gross in itself. I love to eat it, but... By itself, I mean, I wouldn't like sit down with a spoon and eat the shit. Gross. Oh God, no. Yeah, that's one of the one. Did I get you, Jack? You gonna throw up? No. (laughs) Fuck. Just the feeling, though. It's so it's just oily. If you imagine putting your hand in that stuff, ugh. I don't think it washes off really easy. You just sit there with greasy hand after. My God, I just got the best idea for whoever loses the next trivia game. You're putting your hand in a jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, it's got to be helmets too, not like Miracle Whip, because that's totally different. Then you have to go wash the hand off with only water, not soap, and then you have to sit and smell your hand the rest of the episode. <laughs> go walk over and touch your window, your window in the studio. It's just greasy hand streaks on fucking everything. Oh, just sit man. there for the rest of the show with your fingers underneath your nose, so that's all you can smell. Oh, how horrid! Don't worry. All right. (laughs) That brings us over to Jay. Do you remember uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Oh, Oh, yes. 
So you got Jim Carrey and he finds out and I'm not against anyone who is trans, but he finds out that the person that uh, he was kissing, uh, the villain, was uh, male. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But his reaction where he was like pouring soap down his mouth and just <laughs> making the throw up out and just being basically drone his face. Yeah. Oh, and the plunge, that I think the plunger was worse than the kiss. I was like, "Are you kidding?" Me with yeah, that? No shit. Was that a clean plunger? You know that kind of thing. So I, so that was like this <laughs> gross out moment when you were a kid. You're like, "What?" And a kid watching Jim Carrey movies. So there you go. Right. Well, the best <laughs> the best part of that first movie, which is the only part I like, laugh my ass off at, was at the end where he's like trying to do like the Scooby Doo reveal uh-huh. and like. He's like, you know, ripping her, ripping his, her clothes off. And she looks normal until they pan around to the back of her. And he says something. (laughs) And then, like, the entire, like, PD that's there, like, all 20 cops or whatever, start doing the same damn thing. (laughs) He found Captain Winky. Yeah. 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 The worst case of hemorrhoids I have ever seen. Oh. Played the Crying Game by Boy George. So that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with anyone who chooses that lifestyle or is sure. trans at all. Right. Agreed. Just the action that was just as a kid that was just classic. Yes. Well, Seinborn is a man. Oh God! <laughs> it joins the rank of uh, Blazing Saddles as being horribly insensitive. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. <Terrible>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, take us there. Early, well, mid-90s, I'd say. uh, My brother and I used to, uh, well, more so Scott, used to collect Beanie Babies. You guys remember those? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. how could I forget? (laughs) So I, being the older brother, used to always be, like, obsessed with these knockoff Beanie Babies. They were called Meanies or Meanie Babies. Bleanie Bornies. (laughs) (laughs) But these things were, like, they were joke beanie babies, but they had like one. It was called like Quackers Didn't Duck or something, and it was like a duck, but it had its head cut off, and you see like blood spurting out of it. There was one that was called Splat the Roadkill Cat, where it was like, and these were like beanie babies, but they were done like very cartoonish, where like one eye was popping out and stuff like that. They had like a whole line of them. They even got into some celebrities. They had like a Bull Clinton. Uh, where it was Bill Clinton half bull, like with his pants down around his ankles. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. But I never was able to get any because my mom and dad were just like, no, you're not getting that. You're not bringing that in the house. So yeah, I'm going to have to track some of them down. If you had a younger sister, more than likely you'd be making your own. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> and Blorney Blamies. What was that? It was damn Blor- What are they? Blorney Blamies? <laughs> Bleeny blornies. <laughs> yeah, I, I never uh, got into the Beanie Babies uh, at all, but I, I think if I had known about them, maybe I'd have been a little more interested. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, um, what's on my list? Here, the first thing I've got is uh, I, I don't know if any of you guys have noticed in the past three to four years, but um, people's obsession with watching. Other people pop their zits and blackheads on YouTube and on like the health channel and shit has become quite the rage. There's quite a lot of people that like that. And Mm -hmm. 
I don't fucking get it, man. I don't get it. But same here. Is there like a is there like a, um, a distance, a range, like how far it'll splurt out? And oh my god! I mean, I've I've seen some of these videos before, and there are just some people that just it looks like you're stepping on a bottle of mayonnaise, and the shit just goes everywhere. And I'm like, oh my god! How are you sleeping with that shit on your face? I think you guys need a mayonnaise sponsor. I think. <laughs> right? We bring it. Episode brought to you by Hellman's. <laughs> the Miracle Whip canned air. <laughs> Everybody's always wondering what's actually in the can. I think we might have an answer now. Miracle Whip. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I think I can maybe kind of meet these people halfway because, you know, like when I have my own blackhead or zit, say, I mean, it doesn't gross me out like watching someone else on YouTube uh, pop theirs. You know, I, I mean, I can even get into it. I'll light some fucking candles, turn on some mood music and make night of it. I really will. But when it comes to someone else's, you know, it's 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 very it's like, uh, I guess using your own plunger to plunge your face after kissing a transvestite. <laughs> as long as it's your plunger, mind. it's good. You wouldn't go using the neighbor's plunger, though. No, Just you, another Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what are you doing do. this weekend? Just sit, pop some zits. Well, that's that's what it comes to. That's I, I'm building all this to a product that's out there. Maybe some of you guys have seen. And I think this yes. really appeals to the uh, bubble wrap people. But you can actually get... Uh, sheets, like flesh tone sheets Uh-oh. of yes. zits that you can just sit there and pop. <laughs> I've seen those. Yep. yep. Uh, I don't know about all that. I mean, what happened to bubble wrap? I, what, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bubbles aren't filled with mayonnaise, Jay. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Miracle Whip. <laughs> we really lost our 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 infatuation with bubble wrap just to sit there and pop bubbles that they actually have to erupt with something yet i guess i just seems i they would have to be horribly inexpensive for me to be like i'll try one because i mean how (laughs) how quickly are you done with this damn thing and then what you're just covered in mayonnaise yeah (laughs) wait what are we talking about again no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) once again brought to you by hellman's <laughs> Anything else on uh, on popping zits, gentlemen? Before we move on, oh, oh. My God. Oh, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, that brings us back to Jack. Well, it's well coming into summertime, or is it summertime yet? Either way, fair and carnival times upon us, which comes with all kind of uh, deep fried food. Oh, and man. one thing which is completely appalling to me, and I do not understand it, is the deep fried sticks of butter. Oh, oh, good Christ! Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because I don't know. I mean, I've I've looked at videos and it looks like a corn dog, but usually when you bite into a corn dog, there's a hot dog. Butter melts, so is it just a pool of butter? I mean, are you pretty much bite the end and drink it? I've always wondered the same thing about deep fried ice cream because, like, how the fuck you do that? It would just like dissipate as soon as you go to deep fry, right? Yeah, what's I, the I, secret? It's hard, but. It just doesn't make any sense, and it sounds wretched. I don't know. Oh, my God. Just walking around the fair and smelling the foods almost makes me want to vomit. Like, the deep-fried vegetables are most, the most horrid, horrid thing that I've... I mean, I haven't seen the deep-fried butter, so maybe that would take uh, first place for me if I had. But, <laughs> man, those deep-fried vegetables are disgusting. I, I worked share for a summer at a 
at a festival frying deep fried vegetables, so I can't even go past that shit anymore. Oh. I have to walk way out and around. Ugh. I want to see the lab where deep fried things are discovered. I'm sure it's, uh, mm -hmm. they got their lab coats on and, you know, their scientific empirical evidence on deep frying and what works and what does not. <laughs> And we're fried seeing, ice cubes, not a success. The, Grab that Twinkie. We're seeing the successful, we're seeing the successful you know. Yeah. <laughs> These are the successful yeah. experiments. Butter, uh, <laughs> corn, done. whatever they're fried. What are the failed experiments? Is it deep fried mayo? I mean, oh. is that? Oh. Oh. I guarantee you. Guarantee you there's someone who would eat it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'll take another mayo stick, please. I always thought deep fried pickles would be horrible, but those are actually pretty good. Those oh, are really no. good. Uh, yeah. Zucchini. Zucchini's good. Ugh. Yeah. 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 I, I could go for zucchini. Pickles are Satan's I penis. I hate them. <laughs> horrid, horrid things. Born of vinegar. Another gross <laughs> thing in this world. Right up there with mayonnaise in my book. See it? But I'll, I'll eat mayonnaise. Fuck vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. Next time Jeremy loses something, he's he's dipping a pickle in mayonnaise and eating it. Oh. <laughs> then washing it down with pickle juice. That means you have to come up with the game, then, Randy. <laughs> oh, I can do that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us back over to Jay. All right, so this is from my culture. I'm Filipino, and it's called a balut. Okay. Now imagine you get a hard-boiled egg. And you're like, all right, great, hard-boiled egg. And you crack it open. And as you're about to take a bite, you see beak, maybe a oh. wing. Oh, my you God. see pretty much an embryo of a chicken or a duck. This is a delicacy in a lot of Asian countries, uh, especially in the Philippines. I've had it just, as, <laughs> just to have the experience. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, it's basically, imagine an egg, Pretty much, almost about to hatch. You hard boil, hard oh. boil it. Oh. Then you eat it with salt and a few squirts of lemon juice. Oh, nope, I'm out. So you're balloons. talking like baby bird beak, legs, and all? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've cracked the egg, and there's been a like a blood spot in there before, and that's just enough. I can't go much farther than that, let alone. That's always been a fear of mine is actually cracking the egg and the bird falls out. Oh, yeah. No, this is, they, they, it's the delicacy. You're, it's supposed to fall out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I think we have a new uh, a new punishment for the loser of the next trivia. Screw the mayonnaise jar, man. You got you have to eat no, the hard-boiled baby you gotta birds. Do and you got to kill it with some mayo. And that's what you got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to resign now. <laughs> What's that crunch? Oh, that's beak. Yes. Oh, my God. We just got to make it as gross and as morbid. First, you have to kill the mother. Then you have to boil the egg. <laughs> oh, my God. This is uh, I, I think I might be the one that throws up. <laughs> Jiminy. All right. Randy. Oh, hang on. I got to recover from that one. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> So uh, back to the 90s stuff, um, when the when I first got internet at my house, uh, a bunch of my buddies and I were like finding like all these random websites with, you know, these little like flash games, flash players, stuff like that. And I came across a website called Wavehounds uh, with a little thing called the fart machine. 
<laughs> any of you guys heard about this or have any experience with the fart machine? I used to have like a little, it was like a tiny little speaker you could put in your pocket and had a remote control you could put in your front pocket. Boy, did I pull some That's boners with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was actually a program that ran in Windows and it like had like all these little sound clips that were like pre-programmed and they would take like, you know, Commander Kirk and have him like talking and splice it in or like Homer Simpson stuff like that. It was it was juvenile and pathetic, but I used to, <laughs> used to turn my speakers up as loud as I could and just blare that shit. I don't understand. So it'd be these characters farting? What, what's what, what's the sound clip of? We could probably splice it in right here because I've got it. Just play it I'm through your thinking. microphone. It'll save me a ton of fucking work. All right. Let me see if I can do that. <laughs> I'm just thinking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get through the chop up. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That would make sense. Uh, shit, I don't know how to do that. Sorry. Um, that works. No problem. I mean, just... <laughs> oh, so sorry. that's a fart. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've, I've got the program. I'll just send you guys. How's that? <laughs> Even better. All right. Anything else on the fart machine? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. My next entries are uh, coming from the Star Wars universe, uh, and uh, I'm going to mention these on top of each other. The first one coming from The Last Jedi. You know, how many fuck yous did Ryan Johnson give us throughout that movie? He might as well just had a bunch of middle fingers wearing Jedi robes and sabers dancing around the whole thing. But probably one of the most cringeworthy things... What, you know, other than C-3PO and R2-D2 being in every Star Wars, what's another little staple that's always in Star Wars? To the point that it almost drives you nuts, because you're like, do they have fucking anything else to drink here? Blue, Blue milk. milk. Blue yeah. milk, yes. Yeah. But what's Ryan Johnson do? Turns it green. And not only do we have to now know there's green milk and this movie won't contain our blue milk cameo, but we have to sit there and watch Mark Hamill drink it straight from the tea. <laughs> and the worst part about it is he takes a big gulp. He turns to Ray with shit just running down his face and just kind of gives a nod to his head. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. It was so disgusting. I just thought, Why? At least make it blue. At least make it blue. But I don't understand. He drank it out of a bottle and why it was all dripping down his beard like Rick Sanchez drool coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Been a fucking minute since he had some green milk, apparently. I guess. Either that just or just showing off for her, like, look what I'm doing. Yeah. You're used to that pasteurized shit? I'm drinking straight from the tea. Yeah, I was just sitting beside myself in that part of the, the movie went on. I was just like, Why? Because <laughs> fuck you, Jack. That's why. <laughs> I'm curious if anybody's actually made like a got milk meme out of that oh, yet. There's got to be. Uh, yeah, I'm almost positive I saw something like there's that. Okay. Be. Okay. I can't imagine that went unnoticed. Um, and then my, <laughs> my second Star Wars gross out moment would be mm. an Empire Strikes Back. <clears throat> now, when Luke is dying... You know, in on Hoth after being attacked by the snow monster, and Han finds him. You know, he slices open the the uh, tauntaun, and yeah. he you know shoves him in there. And you know, uh, there's been a Star Wars debate, and I don't know if this is like a huge thing, but I know I've heard multiple people debate it before. They're like, "Did Han get the fuck in that thing with him, or how did Han s survive the night?" 
And I think if you uh, go back and look and pay attention, you know, the next morning when the speeder finds him and goes by, it looks like he has might be a little pup tent there. But I thought, you know, why would such an obvious detail go unnoticed? But it's because the second he slices that gross fucking animal open and all those Rice intestines pushing. start popping out. Yeah. And he's talking about pushing Luke in there. I, I just start debating. And I the next, like, uh, two minutes of the movie go blank on me because I'm just thinking, I think I'd rather die in the fucking snow. <laughs> I when think I, I would rather it. submerge myself in a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of mayonnaise mixed into what came out of there when if you look at it, right? Oh, man. <laughs> it uh, looked like uh, calamari. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kudos to the special effects team because i it looked like a jellyfish or i don't know what it was it was it looked amazing and gross at the same time (laughs) i always thought that he took that out and put it on luke so he didn't freeze but until i was older and learned on how actually everything works tucking and tucking him in with intestines (laughs) yeah until i saw that actual tauntaun toy and the luke figure laying inside halfway of the tauntaun i was like oh god (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a time to regain consciousness. Yeah, really. What am I in? What the fuck? <laughs> what is this fucking macaroni? Where am I? <laughs> Gross. All right, that brings us back to Jack. How have you guys always dealt with, like, gore? Is there ever, like, a lot of movies that you guys really got kind of queasy looking at? Because I know if you, any of you guys ever seen uh, Evil Dead, the first one? Oh, yes. Yeah. At the end, when the the last Deadite, I can't remember details very much because it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But like the very last one that dies or something like that after they, what, close the book up or something. There's just like this huge, what is it, like 10 minutes long of like every single thing that they could think of that was gross in this thing when it was deteriorating. Like Mm -hmm. it melted away and then molded all over the place. And oh, my God, just picturing it just. It always turned my stomach. I don't think I could really watch it at all, just the whole way through, because they just threw everything in there. <laughs> yeah, that or like that. bringing back, uh, uh, what was the movie uh, with Kurt Russell in the snow? The thing. Oh, thing. The thing. Oh, yeah. The thing. Yeah. There's a lot of grossness coming in there, and on the one that comes to my mind is when uh, the guy's head is pulled being pulled from his body and you just see like tendons and veins and they're all oozing and popping while his head gets pulled <laughs> off his body slowly too. It's not fast pull away. It's slowly being pulled from his body. I got to say this, here at episode 350, it's become quite apparent that the thing has left quite a fucking mark on you because I can't tell you how many times you say something about this movie. It's at least dozens. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just it's just like coming together like, wow, the emotional scar on this guy's soul from the thing. (laughs) And the thing is, I watched it when I was probably eight and didn't bat an eye. And then years later, watch it again and really couldn't watch it that much. I I would say that probably wasn't a good idea, but we have a nine year old listener. So who the hell am I to uh, cast judgment? Bryce, go watch the movie The Thing. Maybe wait original price. <laughs> you don't end up like Jack. Yeah. The thing with Kurt Russell. The thing with Kurt Russell. Don't watch. Yeah, not that new one from a couple years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Very good. That brings us back to Jay. Tremors. So the movie Tremors, it's a funny, disgusting moment where they first, uh, where they're trapped on the rock and they blow up 
uh, one of the worms, and everyone's cheering, and then all of a sudden it rains uh, yeah, worm yeah. body parts. <laughs> that was hilarious and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you never think about that coming down part. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, it's yeah. gone. Cool. Mission accomplished. Plop, plop, plop. <laughs> Best sound effects, and, too. That was superior sound effects. I believe the sound effects was big flops of mayonnaise being dropped on the ground. Mayonnaise and chopped up pickle. Yeah. There you go. Boy, I think also we might have a relish. title for the episode. <laughs> Speaking of good, like, monster explosions, you guys remember the uh, Galaxy Quest scene where they're tr trying to do the transporter or whatever, and they transport the, was it the, the he called it, like, the pig hog or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they transported it inside out, and the one guy's like, it's inside out, and it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I really need to watch that movie again. It's been too long. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right, all right. That brings us back over to Randy. All right, so back to the gross '90s toys that I had growing up. Uh, do you guys remember or ever have it, had an experience with Doctor Dreadful's uh, food lab? Oh yes, I do remember that growing up. Okay. I never had one, but I remember seeing the commercials for it. Yeah, I got one of those for like Christmas and then forgot about it for a while and then found it like the next summer and thought it'd be a good idea to like mix everything together. <laughs> I drank a 20 year old Orbitz. Why the fuck not? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, it was just priming me for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like you could it was like really shitty jello essentially because it like congealed and it was like you could make like bug molds and all this other kind of crazy stuff but uh yeah it was uh they actually came back out with it and i got one of the new re-releases for my son uh last christmas and we uh we did it it was the bug lab so you made like these little jello insects and stuff and it it was cool for like five minutes and then we were over it yeah, I had the creepy crawler machine, and I think there were things that you could get to make edible uh, insects and stuff in that machine, but I uh, only ever had the, you know, the little rubbery things that you would uh, scare my mother and sister with. Gotcha. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was fun. You would not want to mix up those two, uh, two chemicals. Can I drink <laughs> this one or not? <laughs> I think it'd become uh, pretty apparent because I think even as a kid, I had tried, you know, just trying to chew on one to test its durability. Like, how strong is this spider? And uh, I think you would be able to tell pretty quick this was not a gummy. <laughs> All right. And that, uh, let me see. Anything else on that, Randy? Uh, nope. Uh, I'm trying to debate what the last thing I want to bring up here is. And I wouldn't, I guess this isn't really uh, pop culture, but damn, is it gross. It's, um, have you guys ever heard of body farms? Yes. They're like centipede? What is that? <laughs> what it is is you can um, donate your body to science and uh, like criminal oh, investigation. And yeah. what happens is when you die, then your body goes to this facility and they will use your body and they they test its decomposition in several different uh, scenarios. So like one body, they'll just throw out in the grass. And they'll monitor it for months, untouched, just watching it decay. Uh, another one they'll put in a barrel. Another body they'll put in the trunk of a car. And they do this just, again, for all forensic research and stuff. But um, I was listening to an episode of uh, Criminal. But, um, <laughs> hey, there's a lovely, lovely YouTube documentary on body farms that you can watch for free. Is so, there? Yes. 
But uh, yeah, in that <laughs> podcast, she uh, took a walk through there, and she was just describing what she was seeing, and it just sounds oh so fucking gross. But at the same time, if anyone come up to me and said, "Hey, you want to visit a body farm?" I'd be like, "Oh yeah, let's go." <laughs> I can't explain it. For I me, know, I would get close and hit the smell would hit you, and it might yeah. be like, uh, no. Oh, I definitely I, be like putting some fucking uh, what's that stuff you put under your nose, uh, Vicks vapor rub or whatever. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead. We're gonna open this. this barrel. Here's some human soup. Take a look at this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the smells are what always get me. But ah, uh, yeah, it's it would be gross. It would be uh, it would be a memory that would last a lifetime. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah, you only have to go one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I want to go back. No, <laughs> don't see that happening. Um, I don't think quick... there's any school. I don't think there's any school tours of body farms. No, no, no. And I guess it's like was even like uh, quite difficult for her to get in there. Like they do not let anybody in, understandably. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, I, I think I would accept that offer if I ever got offered. But um, one quick thing we need to touch on before we move on. I, I didn't mention it because I thought it might come up in one of your guys's list. And it did come up at the very top was the garbage pail kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And this was really uh, garbage pail kids were firing on all cylinders because like, you know, we were saying earlier, you know, for some reason, uh, marketing gross things to kids in the 90s was was just it. I mean, even remember in like Nickelodeon guts, they had a big nose you had to dig around in through the boogers to find the. Yes, shit. yes. As much as I wanted to do that, I thought gross, gross. <laughs> um <laughs> So you have the gross thing happening. This is coming on the, the tail of the uh, Cabbage Patch Kids popularity because Garbage Pail Kids looked just like Cabbage Patch Kids, just in yeah, right. gross scenarios. And right. the third thing they had going for them was they were hitting in the trading card collecting era. Mm-hmm. You know, you, these cards mm-hmm. didn't, these people were correct, collecting cards out the ass. Even if you didn't care about what was on the card, you were collecting it. So, um, and and just each card had one of these uh, garbage pail kids in gross scenarios. You're vomiting all over itself or just uh, it's hard to I can't even remember. But if you just look them up online, you'll see some gross shit. I was flipping through looking at them while we've been talking. And there's one that kind of goes with one of your picks tonight. Acne Amy. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. Nothing but zits, white head zits all over her face. You know, I think but this they, is a they good. Stuck with, uh, they stuck with like above the waist grossness like boogers and throw yes. up and yeah. pimples yep. there wasn't like any std uh <laughs> garbage pail kids <laughs> those are garbage <laughs> pail teenagers oh my god the std garbage pail kid i, I kind of want to see what that card would look like to be honest with you jay they're growing up why. they're growing up <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we uh, Garbage Pail Kid needs to uh, get back on the ball because it seems like right now would be the great time to market, market the Acne Amy doll where you can sit and just pop her little zits, right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Copyright <laughs> can there. If I see that shit on the shelf, we are going to court, people. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> and with that, let's turn our attention over to Jay and talk about his comic mess which I'm very excited to learn more about. Jay, thanks again uh, for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hope you're having a good time thus far. And um, I just, again, the description for this comic, creative look into the weird, wet underground of the sewer system. Can you uh, tell us and the listeners about this comic? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, MEST is uh, the nickname for the Metropolitan Sewer District. 
Mm. And uh, it features a Sioux worker. Her name is Lily Put. And uh, she is kind of our uh, tour guide to the weird, wet, wild world beneath our feet. It's, uh, I would kind of describe it as Tremors, because we talked about Tremors earlier. Uh, <laughs> Tremors meets Tank Girl or Tremors meets Hellboy kind of book, you know? Okay. Right. Yeah, so I, I wanted, uh, I really wanted to do a comic book where uh, if people said it was a piece of shit, I could spin it like a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it is. <laughs> you know, but uh, really, it's uh, I think anyone I've been collecting comic books since I was nine years old and uh, I got a lot of long boxes in the uh, in the basement. And I think anyone who collects comic books, they always have wanted to either draw or write a comic book. Right. Just like anyone right. who uh, like watches a movie or a TV show, like I could I could do something. And uh, uh, it wasn't until my 40s that an idea just really clicked. Uh, there was a treatment plant near, um, uh, I used to work for the Cincinnati Museum Center, and there's a treatment plant, uh, Metropolitan Sewer District's Queensgate plant, treatment plant. And I got to tour it. And there's just so many dedicated men and women who are taking care of uh, all our wastewater. I mean, here in Cincinnati, we're talking about a billion gallons a day. We're talking about uh, thousands of miles of pipes and they are clearing it. They are cleaning it. And we don't know a damn thing about it. They're like the men in They're black, like the... but maybe like the MIP rather than the MIB. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so, really yeah. cool because one, you know, when I was reading that, that line I've read a few times already that you had on your website, the creative look into the weird wet underground of the sewer system. You know, when people are writing stories, there are realms you can go to where you can have total freedom. You know, like, say, if you write a story that happens on the moon, you have more liberties there be, than writing a story that, say, takes place in the middle of Manhattan, if that makes sense. Because there's no real... Um, does that does that make sense, what I'm saying? Or just in space in general, or like the deep ocean. Places we don't go, we don't get to, so we can take liberties with them because our eyes don't see them. You know what I mean? I think in my writing, I like to do... I like to work with an element of the familiar... Mm -hmm. And uh, we have this great system below our feet. We don't know anything about it. Exactly. And we're, we're really dependent on it. So, I mean, we all flush our toilets. We all, like, wash our vegetables. We all, like, uh, do our laundry. And uh, that's, we contribute to this system every day. And I love the idea that we don't know very much about it. Yeah, exactly. It's another one of those realms unexplored that uh you can just take so many liberties with it not many people uh have i mean other than the ninja turtles but uh, i mean i can't i can't think of uh many others that explore the the world like you do i was looking on your website at the free uh there's a free comic uh, like a chapter one that you can check out and uh just was loving what i was seeing absolutely loving it yeah, uh, we've been uh, working on the comic book since uh, 2016. We have uh, two seasons. And uh, in this time of uh, COVID, uh, we decided to make the second season free online as well. So if you go to our website, uh, you can read uh, seasons one and two. And uh, at this time, we are working on our third season. And uh, that's with uh, Dylan Speak. He's our main illustrator. Nice. I strongly uh, urge people to check that out because it, it was a cool read. And um, I understand that you have a Kickstarter uh, coming up or either either coming up or already started. 
Uh, we did a, a GoFundMe uh, a couple of years ago for our season two, and we were able to uh, successfully fund that. Uh, we are currently not doing any kind of fundraising there. We just honestly, we want to, we just want to spread the word of Mest. You know, whether you're going to Instagram page, whether you're going to webtoons, whether you're going to our website, and just getting the word out about this comic. Uh, there's a lot of great indie press books out there, and I think it takes. Uh, it takes people a lot to move from the familiar and try something new and uh, move away from that mainstream. You know, uh, these are the comics. I love my Marvel and my DC, too. But, you know, try something different. Try some indie press books. Uh, there's a lot of uh, men and women out there working their asses off uh, doing some incredibly creative work. It's not always about the superheroes. There's a lot of the indie stuff that's not about heroes and stuff that's really good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, much yeah. richer. I grew up on my I grew up on my superheroes, but there is something to say about uh, with Mist, especially the main character Lilliput. Uh, she's kind of like that Hellboy archetype, where like she's just doing her job, she's just keeping the flow, she's dealing with these different creatures that she finds under the ground, but in the end, she just wants to finish her shift, have a beer, <laughs> have a smoke, you know. And who nice. can blame her? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> who could blame her like at a, all? Like, <laughs> what do you see the future for her and your your comic mess like where do you want to take it so we're working on the third season it's a uh, half illustrated right now so we'll probably launch that in uh november 2020 and honestly uh, i know like i definitely have beginning middle end but it will really never end because uh the sewers are always necessary you know right and uh, there's uh, Dylan, uh, the main illustrator. He always says uh, civilization was built on two things, uh, the written word and working sewers. Because <laughs> if you don't have working sewers, most civilizations will collapse because of disease, as we are feeling now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and also uh, my inspiration for the book, uh, my daughter's. I wanted to create a uh, strong character who happens to be female, who happens to be Asian. And yeah, uh, yeah. one of the benefits of that is I get to take my daughters with me to the comic book store and they get to see someone who looks like them on the shelves. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of inclusion, uh, that kind of diversity is, is really essential now. Yeah. And, uh, and that inspiration keeps me going to keep telling stories like this. Well, what a cool uh, story. I really urge people to check it out, too. There's an, also on your website, you have a video here, like a quick uh, an, animated short of Mess. Yeah. If people wanted to check that out, you know, it's kind of a glimpse of the comic, a, a, a good view in. So uh, Dylan Speak, he's been toying with animation. Uh, he did a video, uh, and it's to the music of his band, uh, Heavy Hinges, and the song is called Miss Right. And uh, he animates his artwork, which I think uh, it just really shows how talented he is. Because uh, you remember that uh, Do the Evolution Pearl Jam video? Uh, that was like an army of animators from Asia uh, do, working on that. And uh, our video is just Dylan uh, and six months of work. So he's so talented when it comes to those kind of things. And again, I really urge people to check that out. Maybe we can find a way to link that on the website or something. But, uh, I should be able to get that on the website. Yeah, cool. And, uh, you can go to the website. Um, it's uh, Mest, M-E-S-S-E-D, comics, C-O-M-I-C-S, dot com. 
There you go. And where else should people check you? I think you have an Instagram handle, right? Messed Comics? Yeah, it's at Messed Comics. We're uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're working on that TikTok. We're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea how to do it. I mean, I was like, am I going to have people dance? I have no idea. So, <laughs> but we're, we're working on that TikTok and uh, we'll be on Webtoons soon as well. So, a lot of great opportunities to. Uh, find us and it's very accessible and it's free to the public go check it out the best kind of thing especially right now like you were saying uh, during this quarantine and stuff uh, a good place you can just go read some comics and good comics at that i think you need to read something yeah i, I forget what uh, podcast i was listening to and they were talking about one writer was talking about how you should read something watch something and write something every day and i my caveat to that is new you need to read something new, watch something new, and write something new because I have a habit of uh, watching Big Trouble in Little China over and over. And <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Oh, you Nothing and Jack wrong. just became uh, best friends. That is a great movie. You know, or if Tremors is on Basic Cable, I don't think I'm changing the channel. You know, I'm watching that. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we'll have to – I hope I get the invite for the Jay and Jack uh, Big Trouble in Little China watch party when that goes down <laughs> yes. because that sounds like a great time. But, <laughs> but Jay, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your comic with us, man. This has been one hell of a fun episode. We'll have to get you back in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Jack, what have we on the website? You go over to candairpodcast.com. You can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. There it is. And once again, on Twitter at candairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod. $5 a month gets you access to the Candair Patreon catalog. Give us a call, 614-254-3332. Text message, voicemail. We want to hear from you again, 614-254-3332. Gentlemen, what am I forgetting? Tune in to your boys, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. every morning on Redline Radio. And, uh, yeah, wake with us. There it is. We got through the grossness, guys. No throwing up anywhere. I, I hope that uh, we didn't induce any vomiting down the front of anyone's shirt while driving or at work. That would be horrible. Or did we? If you did, please let us know, because we might get off on it just a little bit. Just a little bit, I promise. So, all right. I think that's going to do it for this week. So, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Jay Colleguyan. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. It's the Candare Podcast. They talking comics, pop culture, talking all that. Movies, TVs, toys, video games, man. It's going down at the retro round table, man. You know we probably got a voice actor on the show. Maybe even got a screen actor, man. You never know. Jeremy going off on them Ninja Turtles. Jack's on the ticks. Randy about to make it a brand video games, man. That's how you know this is. Candare, Candare, Oh no! Don't run, it'll only make things worse! What? Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog.
especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! I'm, I'm upset. I forgot to mention uh, I had one more disgusting thing. Do you remember The Fly? Oh, Jeff Goldblum oh, or the original? Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that yeah. movie is disgusting. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's not even the, the makeup. Baby. Just Jeff Goldblum is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch that fucking mouth. <laughs> Jay, no. you're 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 ta- you're talking to somebody that has a Jeff Goldblum pillow and Jeff Goldblum sneakers. So, uh-huh. yeah, and a Jeff Goldblum hey, no, no, action no, no, no. figure. It's a testament. It's a testament to his talents. <laughs> he was so disgusting in that movie he when he really throws was. up on the food and on that guy's leg. Oh. oh my god, that was such a good movie. I haven't seen it in years. I need to watch that one again. <laughs> Oh my god, it's such a creepy, disgusting film. Yeah. And then and then she has members, she has the baby and it's a worm. It's yeah, a mag- oh, yeah. Oh, Was god. that Gina Davis? It yep. was Gina Davis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can And they, remember. they they were they together before that movie or were they together after that movie? Like they were together uh, for a I while. I think after maybe? Because when you had because when you have someone's maggot, you know <laughs> okay, leave you're kind of bound, you know. Yep. Uh, you have to pay anyway, that I maggot to support. That one up. I was like, damn it, that was a good one. <laughs> this has been a Canned Air production. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. <laughs>